0: Part of our New Year tradition as a family is we get around uh, the table together, and each of us comes prepared to share a word uh, that we hope will, uh, we will experience in the coming year. Uh, sometimes that word reflects something that we want to focus on, a goal, an objective, uh, something that we want to improve on, um, or something that even that we would want to see happen. Um, yesterday, Um, as part of our tradition, my word for 2022 is the word content. Um, And the reason that I picked the word content is this. As I've been reflecting on this past year, um, for me personally, uh, 2021 was a year of great, probably some of the greatest challenge I've ever faced, and also some of the greatest joy I've ever experienced. Um, It's been a mixed bag. And I found that Depending on what my situation or circumstance has been in 2021, whether that has been a lot of challenge or a lot of joy, uh, my, the way that I view life, the way that I experience and interact with everything is affected by what that experience is. Uh, I'll just give you a couple examples of how this has affected me in 2020 2021. Um, as many of you know, or even if you don't know, um, my wife has really gone through some significant health struggles. Um, she is battling cancer for the third time, and um, it, it's been a rough ride uh, for her. Um, it's been a rough ride for our family, and uh, every, every diagnosis, every appointment, um, every physical challenge and emotional challenge and mental challenge has, has really uh, been tough uh, this, this round. And I found myself uh, just really struggling uh, being content. Um, I found myself uh, just really floundering sometimes. Um, It's also been a season of of great joy as well. Uh, We've welcomed our first grandchild uh, this year. We've welcomed two daughters into our family through marriage. Um, It's been a great time. Um, as well. But what I went for 2022 is regardless of what happens, I want to be content. I want to find contentment. And honestly, this is not a new struggle for me. Um, I think I've struggled with this my entire life as I reflect back. Um, I, I have always chased contentment. I chased contentment when I was pursuing my education. Um, whether it was achievement in a class this particular grade uh, scoring well on a test well enough to get into the school that I wanted to get into um, pursuing the different degrees Um, once I got married for for me it was pursuing that next place to live whether it was a little bigger apartment or finally a house and a different house because we outgrew the previous house sometimes that was in the place of uh, of wanting kids and not able to have them initially and always pursuing what was next with that. Um, sometimes for me, it was even trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life, um, pursuing a job or a career. Um, there were often times that I slipped into the hole. I don't have enough money to do what I want to do. Um, and even... Once I found what I wanted to do and I felt content in a lot of other things, then it became about accomplishments and achievements and achieving the next whatever. Or And that doesn't even take into account all of the different shiny things in life that you want. And I found myself just watching and wanting and not being content until I had whatever that is. And even in my success, sometimes they just felt empty. And not just the accomplishments of life, but I've often found that I've chased contentment and then been derailed in that through things like failure or bad financial decisions or a season of life, a very painful season of life of infertility or even in loss and illness you know feeling content is elusive and sometimes it feels like we spend most of our life chasing it Uh, we live in a culture that leverages lack of contentment and and you can see this in different advertisements if you really pay attention to what they're selling it's not a product they're trying to sell contentment uh, and then we play the comparison game, and the comparison game is even amplified worse through things like Facebook and social media, where we in, we we love to post or we we watch other people's lives through social media, and we see that perfect holiday picture where everybody's hair is in place and their smiles. I I've been in those family pictures, and the moments, the seconds before those pictures are snapped, it's sometimes just utter chaos, or or. You see that great beach pic, or the picture off of the balcony with the amazing view of someone on vacation, and, and or the great meal that someone has just fixed, or the restaurant that they've sat down to, and the meal that's been set before them, and, and we try to emulate a life that shows and, and sort of reflects contentment, but we know that sometimes that's not always the case, and all of these things begin to feed into the narrative in our minds that our lives just don't measure up. And the problem is that being discontent, not living in the place of contentment, it robs us of several things. It, it really robs us of being present because our minds are always on what's next. We never can really experience those around us because we're always our minds are always focused on something else, something that we're hoping for, something that yet, is yet to come. Uh, we, it robs us of, of, of being grateful for what you have. You don't even get to enjoy the things that you have. You don't even get to be grateful for the many blessings that are already in our lives, whether that be relationships or whether that be the things that we've been blessed with, because we're always wanting the next. We're just discontent. And I think the other thing that it robs us of, it really robs us of being joyful. It robs us of joy. Um, Because you're usually worried about what you don't have, or you're worried about getting the next whatever, or you're worried about that thing that you think is going to make you content. Paul the Apostle shares the fact that he found contentment. In fact, he says he found the secret to contentment. And when I hear something like that, or I read something like that, the secret to, it's like, oh, okay, maybe there's a formula. Maybe there's a way to find this contentment. And Paul writes this in a letter uh, to a church that he helped uh, establish. And he shares with the people of this church about this secret of finding contentment. In fact, the context of this uh, writing, when he, he shares this secret, he is rejoicing in the fact that they have recognized that Paul has, may have a need that they want to, to meet. Um, we're not exactly sure what that need is, whether that's a financial need or, or what it is, but, but Paul, as he leads into this, he, he's talking about that. He says this, I rejoice. This it, is uh, found in Philippians chapter 4. Verses 10-13, through he says, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. I, I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. And here's where he says it, I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or want. And here's what he says, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Now, I think it's, you, you can't, like, overlook the fact that Paul's not writing this on a beach in Maui with hashtag content. Uh, Paul is writing this from a Roman prison. And in the midst of being in a Roman prison, Paul pens these words, he writes these words, that in all circumstance, even in the place that I'm at right now, what Paul says here is that our contentment, is not found in what we have. Our contentment is not found in our circumstances. Our contentment is actually found in a person. It's in that last sentence he writes, I can do all this through him, him who gives me strength. And, and the him that Paul is referring to here is Jesus. And Paul is saying in this one sentence that our contentment is found through surrender to Jesus. Our contentment is found in our strength, in the strength of who Jesus is. Why Jesus? I think it's because of what he's done for us. He, he's given us everything that we need. Jesus has paid the price for our sin by dying on the cross. Jesus has given us the hope of a future life with him forever because of his resurrection from the dead. We don't have to fear death. He's given us everything. He's reestablished our relationship with God. He's given us that opportunity, and he's offered offered all of this to us for free. That's amazing. And our contentment is found in what Jesus has done for us. And because of what Jesus has done for us, we know that we can trust Him. (laughs) We know that that we can trust what He says is true. We know that we can trust Him for everything in our life, and that's why we're able to surrender to Him. And and surrender, really what that means is it means that we release control to Him. (laughs) We let Him control our lives. It means that we listen to him. And, and the way that I think that he speaks to us, he speaks to us through his word. That's why we talk about reading his word. It's not just an exercise that we go through to check a box. It's because his word speaks to us today. It gives us direction. It gives us guidance. It fills our spirits with hope and peace and love and joy. And it points us to the Father. That's how we listen to him. That's how we get our guidances by reading scripture. We also do this through prayer. And oftentimes, prayer is a really confusing thing sometimes. We think that there's a formal way to do it. And really, prayer is like any conversation. Uh, And yet, it's not like any conversation because it's a conversation with God himself. Uh, It's not something that I think necessarily is just taken lightly, but there's also no formality to it. It's just something that we do. We talk to God. We're able to communicate with him directly, but more importantly than us talking to him, I think it's listening to him. I think it's spending time in silence and really seeking him and listening to him. That's how we surrender, as we just begin to listen to what Jesus wants for our life. And secondly, what Paul talks about here in this passage is that It's in his strength that we find our contentment, that regardless of what we're going through, regardless of what storms that we encounter in life, regardless of our circumstances and our situation, he's in control, and and he is good, and he is trustworthy, and we know that we can lean on him in these times. Really, what this requires is our complete dependence on him, we we are as a as a group in our culture we're so fiercely independent and, and he wants us to be dependent on him in, in another place that paul writes in another letter in second corinthians 12 9, he says but he jesus meaning jesus said to me paul my grace is sufficient for you and my power is made perfect in weakness and What Paul is trying to say there is, in our weakest moments, in the places that we have the most challenge in our life, that's where Jesus, that's where his power is made perfect in us. That's where he shines, is in our shortcomings and in our weaknesses and in our challenges. Jesus comes through and shines. And we need to recognize our inabilities and our limitations and our need for him, and that we can depend on him we can lean on him for our strength and we find our contentment in that fact the reason i picked this as my word for 2022 is because i need to continue to surrender to him i need to continue to lean on his strength honestly i'm not good at this Even making the decision for this Sunday to have to go away from in person derailed me. It made me discontent because I love coming together on Sunday mornings. I love seeing people in person. And to have to decide to just do something virtually was really, really hard. And it derailed my contentment. Every press conference that I know is coming that has some kind of announcement regarding the, cur- the, the, the COVID virus sometimes derails my contentment because I know it's going to be mean hard decisions that have to be made, Pot- potential further restrictions, potential conflict, and potential just robbing of momentum. <laughs> Every doctor visit, Every phone call, every email, and conversation have that potential for me to derail my contentment. But I know I can trust him. He is good, and his ways are perfect. Would you join me this year? on a journey towards contentment that can only be found in jesus let's pray father i just want to thank you for jesus and thank you that our contentment is not based upon what we experience and it's not based upon our circumstances it's based upon what you have already done for us through the person of jesus that we can trust you fully that we can surrender our illusion of control to you And, Father, that we can lean on your strength. Father, I am so grateful for all that you have done for us. And I look forward to what you are going to do this next year. I know, Father, that you are in control. And, Father, I just want to surrender my sense of control to you and just place it in your hands. And I just pray that, Father, for every person who calls South Point home who's exploring faith in you, Father, that they would trust you, that you are good, and that you are worthy. And it's in the powerful name of Jesus I ask all of these things. Amen.